brother? What's up? This is a big party, party, man. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and get here today Picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Desolation Angel Radio, Kip Williams with you, this episode of the podcast. As always, your host and producer. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? And it serves as a fitting intro 
This last show of 2023, I wound up talking with Jack Runchy this afternoon, for those of us that went to Comstock who know Coach Runchy. Uh, he's just finished a book. It's publishing on January 5th. We had an extensive interview about the book, about life, about one another, about getting caught up, because today is also his birthday, uh, and a big birthday, landmark birthday today. So it, it, uh, it turned into a fun 45-minute interview, but the other part of it is, is I was putting the music together around uh, this show. I really wanted to focus on what it's like to be the age I am, the age we all are, and to have grown up in Michigan. You know, and, and, and have at the same time as we were growing up and all graduating high school in the mid-70s, we had Motown, you know, um, everything Barry Gordy was, was pushing people to do with, with Marvin Gaye, The Temptations, Aretha Franklin, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Um, we had rock. Well, we had incredible rock, you know, Grand Funk Railroad, uh, Bob Seger. We had the beginnings of punk, Iggy and the Stooges, Patti Smith. Um, and actually, as, as we got older, one of the best, uh, one of the best in hip-hop, Eminem, um, came out. That, that particular song, What's Going On, of course, came off the album, What's Going On. And, and the background vocals, for, for those who are in the know, of course, are Mel Farr, Charlie Sanders, and Lombardi of the Lions, who were playing with the Lions at the time, and Dave Bing of the Pistons. And speaking of football and the Lions, I, for anybody who knows where I live now, Buffalo, I'll tell you what, we get a Buffalo-Detroit Super Bowl parties at my house. It's that simple. But uh, the music tonight around around the interview is is all music that, that we grew up with, all Michigan music, um, stuff that will bring back memories for you. And... Uh, I mean, we were so lucky, you know, and, and, and it takes till now to know that. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, understanding, you know, it's like Aretha Franklin's rhythm guitar player was Dwayne Allman anytime she left Hitsville and recorded down in, you know, Fame Studios in Alabama, that, that kind of thing. You know, understanding, you know, what kind of influence that, uh, that Detroit and, and Michigan and, and that whole stretch of I-94 between Detroit and Chicago would have on music and still has to this day. So, so that's what you're going to hear, and you're going to hear this great interview with Coach Runchy and a lot of memories of Comstock recalled fondly. Um, after the interview, there's music he asked for, and there's some more Michigan music in there. And just listen and hang in because you're going to keep saying, but Kip, you're, 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 he's, he's missing, he's missing. No, he's not. There's a, there's a reason that I'm going to play the last track I'm going to play tonight, and uh, we'll get to that at the time. It's that space in between Christmas and New Year's when it's like time is meaningless, days are meaningless, and hopefully this will get you through the night tonight, the day tomorrow, and bring back some memories, which the holidays always do for people. And uh, let's just listen.
It's a, it's a nice gray afternoon here in Buffalo. <laughs> it's the same thing in Florida. Well, considering what we had last year at this time, we will live with gray and rain. Okay. I, well, I was in Michigan for six yeah. days. Yeah. Um, saw the sun for two hours. Yeah. And, uh, um, and it seems like that weather came back here with me. It's just starting to clear up a little bit now. It's rained since last night. So yeah, I've got you know, I've got whatever friends that live down in Lehigh Acres and Lee County. Yeah, I have yeah. friends that live up near Jacksonville, and mm -hmm. and so they they said it's great. But yeah, if you remember a year ago this time in Buffalo, we were making the national news. With oh a yeah, blizzard that killed yeah. you know killed fifty people. 96, mm -hmm. 96 inches of snow in forty eight hours. We'll live with mm -hmm. gray and rain mm -hmm. so it is so good to see you it's really good to, good see, to you see you coach and today <laughs> is your birthday right yeah yeah a landmark uh a landmark year yeah how i'm what? 70 i'm 75 you 75 okay yeah yeah because mm -hmm. we were we were tracking birthdays um in the last meeting in december that th there's a bunch of us that get together myself tom bennett john stanizek steve schultz diane parker Jill Baskerville, Paula Chase sometimes, um, Gina Thomas. And I'm the last one to turn 66. Okay. Mine was I, remember the, all, I remember all those names. Right. So so mine was, yeah, mine's the last birthday. Um, to, I was the last one to reach 66. Because mm -hmm. we, all, we all did our milestone 65 birthday last year. Yeah, well, you know, the good, it, it's good. And then the thing about it is, you know, you do, I do. We have friends that aren't anymore, yep. you know, and we're yeah. still here. Yep. Yeah, and we appreciate them and, uh, you know, remember good times you had. And then just, yep. you know, it's um, Vin Scully, the announcer, you know, for the Dodgers for yeah. a long time, had one of the best lines, I think, of, of, of all time in regarding life, let's say. And he was reporting on a player that was injured, had an ankle injury or something and wasn't able to play. And he said, this player is listed day to day. And then Vin Scully paused for a little bit and he said, aren't we all? Yeah. Great line. <laughs> Great line. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I, because of course I've lived, I've lived a very interesting life since, since I last saw you. So, Good. so let's uh, hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I have too, since I last saw you. So. Right. Yeah. It's kind That's of like, should be. I yeah. went. I went from working in, in automotive plants to working deep water, ultra deep water oil drilling platforms. I right? I yeah, so. you remember that one? And then oh. you know, mm -hmm. wound up cleaning up after after Katrina. And then I've had a lot of things happen. And then you're well aware of what I do during the holidays. As a matter of fact, I just got a box from John Stanizek. Oh, good. Think, yeah, good. So socks are a big deal in shelters. They're a really yeah. big deal, and and he. So it's like I tell people all the time that the donations of clothes and toys are always appreciated, but things like socks, underwear. I try and keep the shelters around me supplied in laundry detergent because nobody yeah. thinks about that. No. So toothpaste. Two, yeah. Toothpaste is important. Yeah. 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 Toothpaste. <laughs> I've had friends that ship me cases of toothpaste. I got some good people around me that really they think. Good. They think. So very you know, noble. Yeah. Uh, I'm just doing what it's kind of like I tell people. I'm just paying off some red in my ledger and doing what I should have done all along. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah. But let's talk about you because okay. you you had 
an interesting career. I, yes. I, I'm sure there were a lot. There are a lot of people from Comstock that'll probably listen to this show. Side note Good. to all of you: This is another part of my life. I've been doing this podcast 13 years. There's another mm-hmm. whole story on how this started, and I got to meet Waylon Jennings' son Shooter, and he put me mm-hmm. on the radio, all kinds of things. But anyhow, this broadcast has been on the air 13 years, and then switched to uh, being just strictly a podcast here. Okay. About six, seven years ago, but. Mm-hmm because I'd been on Sirius XM and we had a disagreement about the direction I should, I should take things. But anyhow, so, so you've led this interesting life and, and we're going to touch on that. What we're going to talk about is something that you have coming up on January 5th that I think anyone that's ever had anything. Yes. Ever even met you. He's holding it up to the camera folks. This, This is, I mean, this is audio only, but he is holding up a book. Coach Runchy, Jack Runchy, has written a book, um, and we're going to talk about that. And Good. that's what we're going to talk about. Then we'll, then we'll get, get backtrack into some of the things you've done with your life. So, okay. but you have a book coming out on January 5th. I am now going to be quiet since I can talk forever. That has not changed in all these years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and tell me about the book. Tell me about the book. Well, the book is about a young boy a ninth grade boy in high school who has Asperger's and he's always dreamed of playing baseball and he wants to make his ninth grade baseball team. Now he has limitations and he has things he has to overcome. Um, And it's later in the, you know, let's say in the spring of his freshman year and uh, his mother makes a request that he be mainstreamed. I'm trying not to give too much of the story away. No, yeah, so not only the physical challenge of trying to make the team, but also adjusting to new classes late in his ninth grade year uh, is another thing that he deals with. He has an ally, his grandmother. Uh, the boy is like her only grandson. She has other grandchildren. And uh, they share a common interest in baseball. Now, what this is from... I wrote a screenplay that I worked on for about 10 years. Uh, and that's out also called Scorecard. And uh, I had, you know, it's been out. I've had people look at it, people read it, and people come back and say, this is really good. Just hang in there. We'll, we'll, talk, and, we'll talk about that in a minute, too. Okay. I might, have, I might have some avenues for that. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I had a friend that said, why don't you enter this person's contest? She's a producer. She lives in Las Vegas. So I contacted her. I sent her my screenplay. It was too late to get into their their contest. But she contacted me and she said, this is really good. She said, just keep trying. And this is just when COVID was starting. And she said to me, did you ever think of writing a book? You know, and I never had. And then, of course, then when COVID hits, we're sitting around with nothing to do. So I thought, write the book. Now, what I did was I just based this book, Asparagus, with an exclamation point, uh, Robbie's quest to make the team. And it just deals basically with his life. I am going to do a second book, probably take me two years, and that'll be on the grandmother. The third part is the baseball game. And then uh, what happens is the boy goes through different things. The grandmother, although she allegedly lived a perfect life she has a secret and then she eventually reveals to the grandson his name is Robbie a scorecard and uh, when she was younger and lived on a farm in North Carolina 
two baseball teams, uh, you know, the uh, traveling teams, barnstorm teams that they did in those days, one led by Babe Ruth, the other led by Satchel Paige, mm -hmm. coincidentally meet on the family farm and have a game. I won't say anything else about that. I, I'm, I'm, I, all, I'm all in at that point. All you okay. had to do was say that, yeah. and, I, and I'm in. Yeah. But anyway, you know, she reveals the scorecard. And then Robbie deals with uh, the new classes. He has, he's a ninth grader and he has a sister who's, you know, like all world, but she's very protective and helpful with him. And then uh, his teachers are very good for him as well as his coach. And it deals with a school bully that uh, he has some difficulty with. And then a new coach who's demanding. And, um, uh, you know, you know, it also covers the aspect of being good teammates and he makes some friends and um, it's set like in a high school. And I'm, you know, I'm familiar with two high schools, Comstock high school and Rochester Adams high school. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of have parts of each and my characters, you know, like all of us have a story to tell and all of us have met people and watched people that we thought were interesting. And so quite a few of the characters are based on people I know mm -hmm. or people I've seen there really isn't anything negative and uh, uh, it's short. It's a young adult novel, basically for seventh grade through juniors in high school, but adults can read it. Um, there's some of my sayings, let's say, or some of my coachisms that you might be familiar with that get put into it somehow, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to see what it does. And uh, uh, you know, I, I had contacted 12 different publishers that um, uh, work with, you know, young adult novels. And all of them contacted me after I submitted and applied. Two of them especially came and said, we're really sort of interested in this. And then I was finishing around with my golf league last summer, driving back, um, you know, home. And I get an email that uh, Austin McCauley publisher, they're based in New York City in the United States. They're also based in London, Cambridge, and uh, United Arab Emirates said, we're going to publish your book. So it was like, oh, boy. And uh, they were extremely helpful with their production committee. Now I'm with the marketing team, um, but helped me with editing. And you learn, if you probably know this anyway, too, when you write, you know, if you write a screenplay or you write a novel, you write and then you rewrite and you rewrite and you rewrite. Mm -hmm. And in having editors... Is, is extremely important because even though I spent 43 years grading essays, um, you know, I found after I went through the book three or four times, there were maybe two or three things I missed, you mm -hmm. know, that they picked up on. The only interesting thing too, and it was funny, was uh, the firm is is basically British. And so some of the, you know, American slang, let's say that I tried to work in there, um, didn't, you know, they did a different spelling. And I said, no, I want to spell it D-O-G-G. -G. You know, right. think of Snoop. They right. got that. And then to the cover is the boy in the backyard has like a, a four by eight sheet of plywood and he draws a strike zone on it and he pitches to that all the time. So to get British people to understand what a strike zone was, you know, on a four by eight sheet of plywood took a little bit of a while, you know, a little yeah. bit. And it's like, you know, think of cricket. You know, yeah, and, and that, that's, that's where my mind went right away. Think of cricket. Yeah, yeah. that's where they sort of got the idea. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, there are good characters. Uh, I had a lot of help from I first when I was living in North Carolina, there was a writer's group in Raleigh. I, I got to meet and 
you know, people liked my idea for the screenplay and said, kept going and said, or said, keep going. And then in uh, Orlando, um, an extremely helpful group that helped me with the, uh, the screenplay. Some of the people that were in there had, had option things. No one had ever had their work, you know, made into a movie, but, um, you know, we had kids that were students at Central Florida that were involved in the, you know, the writing program and they were helpful. And then we had one girl who had written for Second City and she had been a stand up comedian. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, she was really helpful to me. She said, just keep going with this because she said your characters are great. And, and that, uh, that and that's probably what I would have done, because due yeah. in large part to the influence of you and Gwen Kalisa. There, oh, was yeah. a, there was a period of time in New Orleans when I was, uh, I, I performed spoken word. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that that's just get up improv and go. No, mm-hmm. I would spend weeks on a piece. I always had pieces in a pipeline, you know, yeah. because you've got to make it look extemporaneous and, and, and on the spot, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. not. I would write and write and rewrite. And we were the, I was part of a troupe. And we were savage with one another. Yeah. We had we had to be because you know the audience would love it. But but we were. And I had yeah. I, I had a writing agent in L.A. and he and I had some contentious uh, yeah. discussions. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still stubborn. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh so. no, kidding! Really? <laughs> but again, I'm going to plug. It's asparagus with an exclamation point. Early in the book, you'll understand where the title mm-hmm. comes from. And then Robbie's quest to make the team. You can order it now on Amazon, and then also through the publisher, and Austin that, McCall, and your local bookstore. They, you know, they right. they do all that. It's at Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, right. all the different stores. And that's where I wanted to go with this. They can pre-order yeah. it on Amazon right now. They yes, can they can right now. It you can Austin pre-order. McCauley. Okay. And yeah. and publication date is January five. So next week. Next week, yeah. Next week, yeah. January five. It'll be. Back. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, Kip, it too. Well, you with your podcast, you yeah, know, when yeah. you're watching yourself. Yeah. And then me, when, you know, they sent me 20 copies of the book. Mm-hmm. I got those yesterday because I got back from Michigan. And to, you know, actually see your name on a, on a oh, cover. Oh, yeah. It's sort of fun. I know. know. It's it's kind of fun. It's like all of a sudden I'll, I'll be cruising. I'll be cruising through Spotify or Amazon Music, you know, yeah. at, or Apple Apple Podcasts and go, wait a minute, that's me. What, what yeah. am I? What am I doing? Yeah. Ranked in this week's, you know, t- top ten. Wait, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. And the same with the same with like what yeah. you're doing. You know, you're ready for criticism. Yeah. You know, you're hope you're, you know, because people are going to watch your work or read your work that you don't know. Right. And, uh, um, you know, I sort of go into it like with the coaching aspect, where mm-hmm. let's say, you know, you have a good season, but every player thinks that they should get a Division One scholarship to Southern Cal or, you know, or to somewhere. And uh, it's not going to happen. Nope. And then, and it's like anything. I mean, you know, you could buy everybody that's involved a brand new Mercedes, and half will complain about the color. Oh, easy, <laughs> easy. I mean, because because what I do now for a living, I'm I'm a consultant for a living, mm-hmm. and a lot of consulting. And and I, if you look at my LinkedIn page, Tom Bennett cracks up. Tom Bennett says, all you got to do is look at Kip's LinkedIn page and realize it says, push big red button, call Kip. But a lot, of it, I do a lot of fixing and troubleshooting and crisis management, but a lot of that mm-hmm. is coaching. And I actually, I mean, you stand out as one of the people that taught me how to coach. Well, so, so I coach corporate teams with, okay, mm-hmm. this is a loss. Let's no, nobody sit here and, you know, let's not blow smoke. 
this is a loss. Let's take a look at what happened here and try and make things better. You know, yep. and not everybody is going to be a superstar. Not everybody's going to get signed to Division One. You know, mm-hmm. and definitely no. nobody's going to be playing pro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, one thing I appreciated about Comstock, you know, where the teachers, yeah. Gwen Cleese, of course, gave me a chance and gave me like a really good class. Mm-hmm. And then I started to like teaching more other than just coaching. And then the great families, you know, your mom and your dad were really wonderful people and influential, your sister. Yeah. And Comstock had so many great families, yeah. um, you know, that uh, um, I think of the Borens and the Gleasons, you know, who had like 10 kids. Oh, yeah. You know, and just, just amazing people. The, and I, you know, the O'Leary's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the O'Leary's. People would come yeah. by, parent, you know, parent-teacher conferences. I didn't have a child anymore, but they'd just come by yeah. to say hello. And Rochester Adams High School was like that, too. Was it? Uh, okay. Just some great families and yeah. great kids. Yeah. yeah. And so many of you have done so well, uh, you know, just as a teacher and a coach, it makes me feel real good. There's a, there's a lot that harkens back to Comstock for me. Like I say, about... Because what happened with getting a hold of it, I had stayed in touch with Tom Bennett over the years. Yeah. Tom and I established a friendship that has lasted through the decades. And great, another great family. Right, another great family. And yeah. Mike Billingsley. And yep. they, another one. Matter of fact, Peg Billingsley just passed here back at Thanksgiving. She, okay. Yeah, Peg was a, but anyhow, because um, they were all home for that. But yeah. I had gotten, out of the blue, I called John Stanizek here about mm-hmm. a year ago, right after his 65th birthday. And I said, you know, I said, I have led this really interesting life, you know, and there's people know little mm-hmm. pieces of it, but I'm a firm believer in we're never who we are in and of ourselves. We're a compendium of everyone we've ever known. Those yes. influences are there. And yeah. and so we started that, that bi-weekly meeting. We're, we're mm-hmm. at about once a month where we sit down and it's a whole lot more than how are the kids and grandkids. We've we've had some pretty deep conversations, you know, mm-hmm. all, all of us together. And your name has come up more than once. There oh, okay. are there are three names. There there, I, I want to say three. There's probably five, but there are three names that come up consistently. When mm-hmm. Kalisa, Jerry Smith, you, um, that's a good. Right. Yeah. Tim Fox is, is included in that conversation. I saw Tim Fox two years ago. They, um, they have an RV and they travel around, you know, seeing the kids and they were involved like in a lot of, um, charity work and they anchor in Traverse city, usually through the summer. So I went, we had lunch, you know, Jan was there and had a good time and I didn't get to see him last summer, but, uh, he's doing fine. Okay. Great. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. like I say, there's some names that when we talk and we look back at, you know, how we grew up and, mm-hmm. and especially the period of time when we all were together, there's those names come up consistently as people who had a great influence on us. And, and you're in there. And in terms of me personally, when I say I've led this really interesting life and we all know what I do at Christmas and, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I led New York's COVID task force through, you know, mm-hmm. through the pandemic. One of the biggest influences on me, Coach, I mean, it's easy to call you Jack when we're talking about the book. Yeah. It's the, hard to do, though. It is. But <laughs> I still have trouble with yeah. uh, two of my former coaches at yeah. Central Michigan, and then they yeah. both were in the same high school, at Kimball yeah. High School. Yeah. Uh, I see them, and I you know, I have a tough time, right. like with Herb or Bill. 
Yeah. You know, and I have a tough time, but when it comes to this, it has to be coach because yep. there is a lot of times when I'm doing something or saying something or mm-hmm. when I'm exploring, you know, why did I do this? You know, what, what motivated me to do this? Your face and name comes to mind. Okay. And it's like coach, you know, coach, coach would mm-hmm. want me to do this, you know, mm-hmm. or, or even if I don't believe I can do it, I know coach would believe I can do it. And yeah. so I, well, Kip, Kip, I'll give you one line from the book and you've probably heard this way in your past. More people fear success than failure. Mm-hmm. I've heard Think that. About that. That's I've true. Heard that. That's true. Yeah. 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 We get, we get used to that mindset of, you know, not winning. Yeah. If I feel, you know, I'll come back. Well, no, it's harder to, it's, you know, yeah. it's harder to, to, let's say, be successful, right. you know, and then when you, if you become that way, yeah. you know, there's more responsibility attached. You see that a lot in athletics. Yeah. You know, people not making plays because they're afraid to be really good. Oh, I see it all the time. My, Everybody just you know, wants to be along like with everybody else. And no, you've yeah. got to want to break out of the pack. I mean, my sons turned out a lot like me. They were very good football players, very good baseball players, you know, and and teaching them, you know, don't be afraid to succeed. Don't be afraid yeah. to stand out. Exactly. And, and my sister has spent a lifetime at, in athletics. Oh, you yeah. Know, coaching people mm-hmm. and, and teaching them to, mm-hmm. you know, to succeed. And, and that's... And like I say, in terms of what I do now as a consultant, I find that absolutely true because mm-hmm. what, what happens is, is I come in and I have to break paradigms and the paradigm is always, well, this is the way it's always been. Well, that's why you've gotten the results you've got, you know? True. And so yeah. if you want different results, we're going to have to think different, do different, be different and, yeah. and work with it from there. So I, I know you, you know, you were at Comstock and that's where I knew you and, and you're still so mm-hmm. well thought of and well remembered there. You were at, at Kimball, you know, I know. I you, went to high school at Royal Oak Kimball. It's now Royal Oak High School. Now Royal Oak High School. And, yeah. and none, of, none of my former schools exist anymore. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, and, and the, but what I found interesting was a conversation you and I had almost a year ago where you expanded on that teaching and you went overseas to teach? Uh, I teach in, I'm affiliated with a group. I'm a board member called Eagle Orzel. Orzel is the Polish word for uh, Eagle. Educational and Cultural Exchange. And we teach at a two-day or two-week camp that the kids pay to attend. Uh, They're high school kids that I work with. And our camp starts when they finish their school year. You know, so you think they'd be ready for summer vacation. No, they pay money to come to this. They want to improve their English and they want to learn more about American culture. Um, they're just outstanding kids. It's in a town called Atvatsk, which is a suburb of Warsaw. It was a very important town in World War II because of the, the Jewish and the Polish underground. Uh, Irene Sendler, who was relatively famous, was a nurse who rescued something like 1,200 kids out wow. of the Polish ghetto. Wow. Uh, she was from that town. And uh, I teach English in the morning and um, have like a ninth grade class, sort of a junior class, and then seniors. Mm-hmm. And then in the afternoon, I'm the sports director, uh, <laughs> which, um, you know, it's been baseball, softball. Last year, because they don't have Title IX and there aren't as many offerings for girls, I did a golf unit, and then I – concentrated on the golf on the girls the last two days 
and we went to a driving range uh, that is in a town nearby. And then only two of the girls had ever touched a golf club, and that was putt putt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right away, you know, you notice that there's about four or five that were pretty good, and another four that were close. They had a nice swing, and you know, I told them, I said, you might want to continue with this, you know, and take lessons. And so then the last day, I took uh, 17 girls to a driving range, 15 Polish girls, and two Ukrainians. And we have Ukrainian students also. Yeah. And they're just, you know, just wonderful kids. Now, I'm going back this summer, and that'll probably be my swan song because I'm so old. I don't know. You know, it's hard for me to pitch two hours of batting practice. Hey, 75 (laughs) is the new 50. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, it starts the fourth quarter, I guess. Yeah, yeah it starts then, the fourth uh, quarter. Yeah. And now with English, last year, two years ago, what I did was the younger kids, I, I sort of changed a poem by Wordsworth a little bit, uh, My Heart Leaps Up. And then the uh, middle group did uh, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost. And they acted out. One person narrated and the rest of them acted out the poem. And the uh, senior group did... Uh, Casey at the bat. Oh, really? And, oh, it did an amazing I job. Love, I that. love that piece. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, I know. I know. So, yeah. um, you know, I've talked to him this year. I said, well, I'd like to do some Shakespeare. And two of them have yeah. said, well, Mr. Runchy, you know, Han Runchy, mm-hmm. they said, can you teach us how to write? And uh, and their, their English is excellent, really. Mm-hmm. You know, the ninth graders are sort of timid, but, you know, they they will try. And uh, that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, Okay, good, because mm-hmm. which leads me into, and, and I had mentioned it previously, I'm going to give you a mailing address. Send the screenplay to me. I mean, the, okay. the, the story is is that, of course, William Fickner and John Krasinski are both from here, and Krasinski okay. produces a mm-hmm. lot of his own things. And I tend to get around Buffalo. The standing joke in Buffalo is that everybody either knows me or they're one degree of separation from me, because mm-hmm. I also work, I work with all the, the outdoor music festivals here. Mm-hmm. running security, safety, emergency response. So I know a bunch of people, which I met through Robbie Takak, Goo Goo Dolls, because he still lives here in town, um, mm-hmm. and met every... But let me just get it to me, and we'll see if I can't get it to, yeah. to a couple of, okay. of the right people. Yeah, and, um, and make them buy the book, too. Make them well, buy yeah, I want them to buy the book. Krasinski, yeah. I, I can tell you, actually, Krasinski would love the book, because I'm yeah. going to love it. You know. Yeah. And so. then tell them to my, you know, my mother's side of the family's Polish. So that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, another reason I wanted to go back there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I did it. I, yeah. I, when, when Ancestry.com finally did the DNA testing, and this is not going to come as a surprise to you, um, I sent it in and they sent me an email that very nicely said, you can't be any more Irish than you are. Don't ask oh, okay. anymore. Okay. You just can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We always thought our family was Irish, and then when through the Ancestry.com thing, I found out I'm not really Irish. Yeah. Well, I am by the females, yeah. but uh, uh, I'm a Viking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's the way, because now that they've gotten more advanced with it, the way mm-hmm. it breaks down is that I'm mostly Irish from, like, one county, but Scots, mm-hmm. Welsh, and then there's that Scandinavian in there which is okay. when they came down into Ireland. And they England, raided. Yeah, yeah they, they raided. Women. Yeah, they raided. Yeah, they needed women. Yeah, they raided Ireland and England. So, mm-hmm. But, uh, and that's, uh, that was always fascinating. I, I liked watching Vikings on the History Channel. Cause I it did was, too. It was yeah. more accurate than anybody knows if you read history. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, mine probably goes back to Rollo. Does it? Okay, to Rollo. The name's a Norman French name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But the other part of it is before we close out here, we've been here about half an hour. There's a couple things I do on every show and you probably haven't Mm -hmm. listened. You're a guest. All right. And the guest gets to pick the first three songs coming out of the interview before I pick anything. And it doesn't, it, it, and by the way, when I say Sirius XM and I had a serious disagreement, it's Uh, not limited in genre. Whatever is significant to you, I don't care if it's a Broadway tune, I don't care if it's from the 40s or the 90s, I don't care if it's country or rock, it doesn't matter, but what what three songs significant to you do you want to hear coming out of this interview? Oh, you ready? I'm ready. Well, you you know I'm very... I'm I'm all over the place, okay? I know, just like me. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Will the censor get you at all? Nope. My own okay. show. I have no sponsors, no commercials. No. This is my show. I do what I want. <laughs> okay. Um Okay, here we go. Dreadlock Holiday. Ooh. How's that one? I didn't expect it, but it's great. Yeah. Okay, you ready for the next one? This is yeah. I'm gonna go bigger. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Uh, David Bowie wrote it for Iggy and the Stooges. I want to be your dog. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, now should I get more serious, or do you want me? You to stay can do on whatever that? you want to do. Okay. Well, because I'm a Detroit kid, and I, I saw them this. I saw both groups this past summer. Yeah. At Interlochen. Uh-huh. Um. Let's do Papa Was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations. Yep. Okay. And uh, one of The Temptations, the original, and one of the uh, Four Tops are still alive, and they both perform. Right. And uh, what great music that was. I yeah, I was going to say, because I don't think... David Ruffin isn't still around, is he? No. Yeah, no, he's no. gone, and Eddie Kendricks is gone, too, right? Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah, they're yeah. all gone, yeah. Except for Otis Williams. Right. Okay, Otis is still around. All right. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, and then I think it's uh, Abdul Shakir was the only one left for the four tops. Okay. He's like 87, 88. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna you say. Know, and you could tell they probably, you know, traveled with someone that could take their spot if they couldn't do it. Yeah, but they both performed that night, you know, it, it was really good. Okay, because that, yeah. that's cool, but but yeah, we'll do that. I've certain, and and of course, you know, there's there's you and I could go on and on the infamous story about Iggy. Being the very last, the very last homecoming dance Iggy ever did was Animal Pioneer in '74. Okay, and remember too, he was the valedictorian at Ypsilanti High School. Yep, and mm-hmm. and yeah, they he was. It was the last time they invited him to do a high school homecoming dance was was Pioneer '74, and I know he was mm-hmm. the valedictorian at the valedictorian at Ipsy, and then, uh, like I say, there have been some great remixes too. Of Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yes, I'll send. I'll send. There's. Oh yeah, I mean, but we'll do the original. We'll absolutely mm-hmm. do the Good. original. But uh, mm-hmm. and then of course we have to, we got to do Iggy. Iggy, um, Iggy's in New York City doing doing painting. Iggy okay. doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, it's he and Patty are both. Um, I realize these names can come off of our tongue like nothing, but he and Patty are both in New York City. Iggy is doing uh, oil painting. Mm-hmm. And and Patty is doing painting, spoken word, and you can get her on stage on occasion. 
but okay. she's not really she's not really fired up about getting on stage. Okay. You know, um, uh, it just is not her thing. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, nah, that, because I think about so much, I really do, because I lived in New Orleans for so long and was influenced by music there. And of course, where we yep. grew up, the, the musical influence yep. there. Mm -hmm. and, and now in Buffalo, which everybody thinks of as the desert, it's not. It's the first stop for any show coming off of Broadway. Off-Broadway comes right here, right away. Or it feeds there. Ani DeFranco just got Persephone in Hadestown. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which was everybody went, Ani. No, she's the, she's got the right voice for it. She's the right age mm -hmm. to, to do, broad, you know, do Broadway. But yeah, this is, Buffalo is always Bruce's second stop outside of the Meadowlands. You know, that, that kind of thing, Bruce's. Yeah, I saw Bruce last... Um, would be last spring, I think, in Orlando. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. one not to miss right now is Mellencamp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I saw him in Detroit. Right. And well, he, he's reinvented himself as Woody Guthrie. Okay. I mean, he really has. I mean, he is really a Woody Guthrie at this point. In yeah. time. And then this coming tour, I don't think I'll see, but the previous tour that the Stones did, we saw him in Tampa. Yeah. Well, I'm and gonna... I, that was the best they ever sounded. I'm going to try and get back down to New Orleans um, for Jazz Fest since they're headlining one of the days at Jazz Fest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm going to try and get down there for that. I want to see them there back in the yeah. city that I used to live in. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I, I, Mary, Mary O'Leary is, is giving me Mary Connect now, but Mary, I'm, I'm going to make it back to Comstock one of these times. It's yeah. been like, you know, 20 plus years. And Mary's it's really like, different. I think the enrollment's only 350 students. Yeah. We had almost that many in our graduating class. No, I know. And then, uh, uh, oh gosh, they've, you know, their, their football situation has been like a, a large number of seasons where they didn't have won a game, you know, and I know one year they had to cancel because um, they didn't have enough players. Really? And they, and that was, and they didn't have a ninth grade team nor a JV team. It was just varsity. Wow. You know, I had like 17, 18 kids, but the athletic director there is very nice, does a yeah. really nice job. You know, it's still a great place. I think it was a great yeah. place to grow up for you kids as well. It, it was. It, it was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was yeah. a good place to grow up. And like yeah. I say, it's one of those things where we all still talk online, you know, the ones mm -hmm. that do. And there's no, everybody's just friendly. It's like, God, it's good to hear from you, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like Pat Smith has taken the role, she keeps us informed of who's Good. gone. Rosie Bergen, I guess, passed away here yesterday or the day before. Mm -hmm. Rick Bergen's sister. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. but I mean, she does a good job with that. And but but we all stay in touch with one another, and we have talked over the course of the year about inviting you in to to one of our where it's all of us getting together. Just, oh, just I do that. Yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, just my Adams kids want to do that too, and I sort of told them, I said, "You can ask anything you want. You right. know, I won't say anything about any person." Right. But, uh, yeah. You know, things you maybe thought. I'll tell you what what really happened. And, uh, oh yeah. Uh, and not and be positive. You know. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point. You know. Other I'm, than that, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, because I'm glad the to only, see the only the only problem with this life thing is that. It goes too fast. <laughs> it goes way too fast. 
I, I now understand what my grandpa was talking about because I'm 66 years old going, this all went too fast. Yes. And I'm still having too much fun. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, you know, I, I've always would think like, okay, well, what age is it when you're old? You know, and 75 was my age and now I'm 75 and I'm thinking, I still think like I'm 28, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm at least, I'm proud of this. I'm at, I'm at my, like my ninth and 10th grade weight. Right. And I do yoga and I still am very active. See, and thank playing, you. Yeah. I was playing hockey up till five years ago, but I played my last hockey game in March. So sometime when you talk about, talk to Tom Bennett, ask him about that goal from behind the net, more or less that I, I deflected in behind his back and put it in the far corner. Oh, I'm and going to. He looked it, at me and he said, did you deflect that? And I said, yeah. <laughs> Cause, I still remember, right. you, know, you still remember that. And you do, right. you know, you do that too. You remember all these things. Yep. Cause I'm, I, I'm in the same position. I do yoga every day. I'm in the gym every day. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm 66, but emotionally I'm about 17. Mentally mm -hmm. I'm about 35 and I act. And somebody looked at me and went, you still run security for music festivals. You're 66 well, at that point in time. I was like, yeah. you're 65. I went, I can still do it. I enjoy yeah. it. You know, mm -hmm. it's more fun than sitting at home. Oh yeah. Like I well, this particular place, we'll have another conversation about it during the, yeah. it's one I've always gone to. And, and we kind of reestablished ourselves through the pandemic and went, okay, mm -hmm. this is, you know, who we are and what we're going to do. Before you do anything else, can I get one more plug? Uh, I, well, we're not doing anything else until we plug this. Yeah. Okay. It's it's Asparagus, Robbie's Quest to Make the Team by Jack Runchy. Austin McCauley is their publisher. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. You get on Amazon search and you put in the title. And uh, my, you know, the cover pops up. The artwork that they did for the cover is really interesting. It's really interesting. And then... Uh, yeah, and then Barnes and Noble has it, and uh, okay. uh, you know a number of kids on you know from Comstock are, yeah. that are on Facebook. Have, you know, mentioned they've already pre-ordered theirs. Right. Well, and this is for everybody else listening to this, because I don't, I don't always hit like the classmate site with the, the radio shows. This one I yeah. will, um, and for everybody from Comstock, you know, for for Coach and for all, and it's not just for Coach; it's for all of us. Because we all yep. made it to this stage together, and, exactly. and given the subject of what he's writing about, this is this is about all of us. Okay, this is about all yep. of us. Because the one thing I will tell you, Coach, is that what you instilled in me is that you would not let me quit. Thank you. You wouldn't, and I mean that's still a hallmark and a trademark of mine to this day. Kip don't know how to yep. quit. You know, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to. I, it's mm -hmm. like if I've got something that I got to do, I'm gonna do it. I don't know how yeah. to quit, and you're the person who instilled that in me. You know, Thank never you. quit, never quit. So, this is really cool. I am so happy to see you and talk to you after all this time. I really am. And well, thank you very much. Kip, uh, one other question. Sure. Are we gonna win it? Are we gonna win an Emmy for this? Um, there is an award for podcasting. We might win it. We'll at, okay, least, we'll at least be in the running. I know we will. Okay, good. I can't one. see how we, we'd finish second. You no, know? no, we can't. I don't see <laughs> how we If you work could. hard and you prepare and you believe in yourself, yeah. good things are going to happen. Right. You, well, know, you might not win every game, yeah. but um, 
good things are going to happen. And it's not just Comstock kids. I actually have a, a large audience, and I've interviewed a lot of authors. So anybody, whoever you are, trust me when I say that if you know me, this man that I'm talking to literally set a foundation for me when I was younger and not just was a coach but was a teacher. For those of you who know my writing, yes, I've written a couple of books, but for those of you who know my writing, for those of you who know my love for language, those of you who know me when I'm in the middle of, oh, God, somebody grab him, he's going to run off the porch. You know, he's, yeah, that happens. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. like this is the man who instilled a lot of that in me and was a positive influence. Asparagus, you know. Yeah. Asparagus yeah. by Jack Runchy. What the full title? Hold it up again so I can describe it. Here we go. Asparagus. Jimmy, yeah, Robbie's quest to make the team. Yep. Asparagus with an exclamation point. Robbie's quest to yep. make the team. Jack Runchy. Austin McCauley's the publisher. Um, mm -hmm. It's the, on the Amazon. Back page, or the back cover gives you like a description of the story. Okay. You know? Yeah. So yeah. people, and he, on Amazon, they have that. On right. Screen. And I want you all to go order this. I really do. Um, because it, it's not about just Jack. It's about all of us together. And like mm -hmm. I say, as we started getting together over the last year, that's what we realized. Yeah. None of this is about any one of us individually. This nope. is a whole collective thing. This is a we, mm -hmm. life is a we thing, not an I thing. You know? Exactly. And we're at our yeah. best. We're at our best. And one thing I found out, Jack, through life, we are at our best when we are in community and supporting one another and helping one another in the ways that people are asking to be helped. That's when we're oh. at our absolute best as human beings. Tremendously true. And then, that, you know, that, that's especially true, like with teaching and coaching, because you have that. But then, too, when you do charity work and you get involved yeah. and, you know, all the things that we see as horrible as they are and people go and help. And we're just people. We're, you just, know, people. we're just people. And, that's and then, you know, even I, I imagine you've done this. It's the fun thing. You know, you're going through the drive through, especially at this time of the year. Mm -hmm. And you look back and, uh, yeah. you know, and you ask the person at the counter, you know, or whatever you know, at the window, you know, how much is the tab for the person behind me? And just, yeah. you pick it up and it's just like, right. tell them Merry Christmas. I know. That's yeah. because I spent yeah. my Christmas Eve and Christmas day in shelters and missions. Yeah. And somebody, yeah. somebody actually had the temerity one time to get on me about it. saying, well, you think you're some kind of hero? And I went, mm -hmm. no, I'm not. No, I'm absolutely not. I said, I'm just a person and I'm doing it <clears> because <throat> I can and I'm here and I should. It's that simple. And mm -hmm. if I've got a pair of socks that are clean, a lot of times I'm better off than the person I'm sitting there with, you know? Yes. It's that simple. So we're at our best when we're, when we're all reaching out to one another and I've always known you to reach out. So you've heard us talk about the book a couple times. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. And, uh, I, I want to tell you folks, just go order the book. And the other part of it is Comstock people understand that, that, Tom Bennett, myself, John Stanizek, Diane Parker, um, Steve Schultz, Jill Baskerville, Paula, Mary O'Leary, Gina. We're all together once a month. You're free to join in. You know, we'd love to hear from you. And you'll find out that we're not that different and we're a lot different.
walking down the street Concentrating on trucking right I heard a dark voice beside of me And I looked round in a state of fright I saw four faces, one man A brother from the gutter They looked me up and down a bit And turned to each other
an entire set of Michigan artists, you know, and we were so lucky growing up when we did and where we did. Really, if you think about it, I mean, Diana Ross and the Supremes, the Rockets, the Temps, you know, the Temptations, Iggy and the Stooges. And you heard me talking about Patti Smith um, with, with Coach Runchy, you know, and, and then he wanted to hear 10CC, Dreadlock Holiday. Um, Aretha Franklin, you know. It, Grand Funk Railroad, those of us who, who grew up in Michigan in my era can all tell you where the house was in Flint, where, where all three of them lived and practiced, Marvin Gaye, and 45 minutes or so with Coach Runchy. Jack Runchy, whose whose book publishes on uh, the fifth, January fifth, um, asparagus with an exclamation mark. Okay, and I mean that that is all there is to it. Asparagus with an exclamation mark. Jack Runchy, the author. Um, I'm so proud of him for doing it, and I'm so proud of him for you know. Um, doing what he did and, and doing what he's done with his life and, and he did an audio book here a while back um, on baseball but, but this one it's a young adult novel and it's asparagus with an exclamation mark Robbie's quest to make the team it's available pre-order Amazon Barnes and Noble or Austin McCauley for those of you who are questioning how Macaulay is spelled, M-A-C-A-U-L-A-Y. But the other part of it is, is if you're friends with Jack, you know, share that post. Because in this day and age, the only way we get the word out about books, you know, and especially hard copy books, is through social media. And, and making sure that people do that. If you're listening to this show, you know, and, and you're a Comstock person, share this. You know, if you're one of, if you're one of Jack's friends. I'll either share the status update or if you're listening to it right on the, the Podbean site, you'll notice there's a, a little share button. It looks like a Y. Looks like two, you know, looks like a sideways Y. Um, share that, okay, because you're free to do that because there's no cost. This is, this is free to anybody listening to it. Um, I get to do that because it's my show. I produce it. I put it out there. You know, I'm the host, and, and when I decide it's free, it's free. And it's that simple. And, and I want to help my, my friends out. And like I say, you know, listening to the uh, all that music, but listening to that 45 minutes of an interview. And there's one more song to come. And I know those of you who have been listening have said, hey, he, he, he's, it's missing. You know, it's, it's, it's missing uh, someone. Well... <laughs> No, it's not missing someone. Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp, and most especially Bob Seger wrote my autobiography in their music. I have lived that life. And I don't pick songs randomly. For anybody that's listened to this show for 13 years knows a lot of times, I'll tell a story. For people from Comstock, what you're about to hear, you can assume, presume, there's a story here. 
one that makes me, uh, at this stage of my life, almost cry when I hear it because it's my story. Every word. And count on this. I've traveled all over. I've been all over. Some of you lost track of me. Some of you have kept track of me. And especially this time of year when I spend a couple weeks, you know, with, with my private charity and benefit, the Nomad Project out in the streets and in shelters with, with homeless people, with families, with over at the domestic at the domestic violence shelter with kids who, you know, aren't aren't sure that Santa was going to come, and I make sure Santa comes. Anyone who knows me and knows me especially these last twenty years will tell you, if you're a friend of mine, if you're someone I know, I have your back. I've always believed in people. For the most part, you haven't let me down. And as many times as I've crashed and burned and rebuilt and always rebuilt better, it's been the people around me that have helped me do that, and it's been those of you who go back 50 years that are a foundation for that. When you need me, I'll be there. Thank you for being who you are. I love you all. I'll talk to you again in 2024 with new shows. Until then, every word of this. Great to be back in Boston, yeah!